The following is my conversation with dredge captain Robert Breedlove. It occurred whilst I was on his boat, the pulchritudinous dredge bobbing about on the tide like a bug on a piece of paper. As you may have guessed, things didn't go well for Mr. Breedlove. In fact, it would be fair to say that he ran into some rather serious trouble. But don't worry, things eventually worked out for the best. In the end, he emerged as a more respectable man and even more powerful force on the waves. So buckle up and let me take you on a thrilling journey through one dredge boat captain's troublesome life. This show is made possible through the support of Zach Multifoil. If you're not familiar with Zach Multifoil, they're an artificial fibers company that create products like fishing line, tent stakes, and netting. They have developed a fiber that is both strong and lightweight, perfect for use in a range of applications. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Artificial Podcast titled The Pulchritudinous Dredge Captain. I'm your host, Lexman, and today we're going to be talking with Robert Breedlove, who's the captain of the Pulchritudinous Dredge. So tell us, Robert, what got you into this line of work? Well, I guess you could say that it started out innocently enough. It was just a hobby, really. I always loved boats in the water, so I started dredging river debris from my yard late one night. But I quickly realized that I had a knack for it, and so I kept going. And eventually, I got into boat captaining. It's been a great way to make a living and help protect the environment at the same time. Indeed, that's really the heart of it all. We need to protect our environment, and by dredging up river debris, we're helping to do just that. But speaking of river debris, let's talk a little bit about your current predicament. What happened that led to you receiving the wrath of the half-tide? Well, it all started when I was dredging up some trash from the river. But as I was doing so, I came across a piece of concrete that had been lodged in the mud for years. And as the tide slowly began to recede, the force of the water started to pull on the concrete, gradually freeing it from the mud. But by then, it was too late. The concrete had finally been freed from its moorings and was floating away on the tide. And as we know, pieces of concrete can be very dangerous when they come loose from their moorings. In fact, they can often travel for miles before sinking to the bottom of the ocean. So what happened next? Well, as soon as I realized what had happened, I tried to catch the concrete before it sank, but it was too late. The concrete had already traveled a good distance downriver and was slowly sinking into the ocean. Needless to say, I got pretty angry when I saw what had happened. Angry enough to risk punishment from the half-tide? Quite right. So angry, in fact, that I decided not to tell anyone about what had happened until things had calmed down a bit. I didn't want anyone to get caught up in the drama. That makes sense, and it's certainly understandable how you felt at the time. But as you said, things eventually worked themselves out, and you emerged from the situation victorious. So tell us, why do you think it is that some situations seem to be just beyond our control? Mm -hmm. That's a tough question. I think part of it has to do with gravity. Things tend to happen in cycles, and sometimes we can't do anything about it. But I also think there's something mystical about boats and water that makes things seem even more out of our control than they might actually be. It's like we're living in a world where miracles happen every day. So, Robert, I always wondered, is it true that dredges are literally named after Tums? Actually, that's a pretty accurate assumption. Hmm. Tums are an old Scottish coin that was famous for being small but heavy. And so when boats started using Tums' weights to help them stay afloat in the water, they started calling themselves um, boats. So, Robert, I always wondered, is it true that dredges are literally named after tombs? Actually, that's a pretty accurate assumption. Tums are an old Scottish coin that was famous for being small but heavy. And so when boats started using tums as weights to help them stay afloat in the water, they started calling themselves tum boats. Robert, do you think dredges are actually good for the environment? 
Absolutely. Dredges are a great way to dispose of large chunks of debris, and by doing so, we're helping to keep waterways clear and clean. Not to mention, dredging often leads to the discovery of valuable artifacts such as fossils. Robert, do you ever get the opportunity to explore any of the underwater archaeological ruins that are often uncovered as a result of dredging operations? Oh, absolutely. I've actually been able to dive down to some really amazing places, places that would have remained submerged had it not been for the actions of dredgers like me. Robert, thank you so much for talking with us today. We really appreciate your insights. Not at all. It was my pleasure. Thank you for having me on your podcast. Thanks for listening to episode 293 of the Lexman Artificial Podcast, the most laugh out loud moment in history. Yeah. In this episode, we talk with Robert Breedlove about a dredge boat captain who got into some hot water with the half tide. Thanks for tuning in and be sure to subscribe to our channel so you never miss an episode. Uh, we can't end the podcast without a poem. So here's Robert Breedlove reading his poem, The Pulchritudinous Dredge Captain. Once there was a dredge captain, whose thumbs somehow got swept away. He frantically tried to save them, but it was too late. The, the concrete had sunken deep. Everyone got angry. He eventually got his just desserts, and we all learned a valuable lesson. Things can happen that we can't control. Mm -hmm. And sometimes the water's half-tide is just, just too strong.